In a world where negativity surrounds us every day, is it really possible to be positive in a toxic way? Yes, my friends, it is. On today's episode, we're talking about toxic positivity and how it's very possible to be overly positive and how that creates unrealistic hope. Unrealistic hope? Yes, that's a thing too. Join me as we walk the fine line of realistic versus unrealistic optimism and we learn how to embrace hope in a beneficial way. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Unspoken Cycle Podcast, where women of all ages and stages in life can find guidance and solace from life's everyday stresses. In each episode, we'll tackle a range of topics, including relationships, health, fertility, self-love, careers, mental illness, and more. Stay Stay tuned tuned. for valuable insights, personal anecdotes, and the comfort of knowing you're not not alone. alone. Here's your host, Leah Vaughn. Hello, 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 ladies. How are y'all doing today? Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Unspoken Cycle podcast. I appreciate your company and I hope you are doing well. And you know what? No matter what is going on in your life, girl, you can do this. You are amazing. You're going to get through it. You can push through it. Don't let those emotions and those feelings get you down. Turn that frown upside down and just know that no matter the devastating situation that you may be feeling, those negative emotions are just going to hold you back. And I think that you should set them aside and dig into that positivity, hold on to that hope, right? Um, No. (laughs) That's actually a very exaggerated um, word of encouragement from me this morning, which is pretty much aligned with the topic that I want to talk to you about. We'll get into that in just a little bit, but... First of all, let's check in. How are you doing today? I am doing fairly well. Summertime is in full swing. Um, We've been kind of busy, lots going on. Actually, I'm lying. Some stuff going on, but there's, um, you know, I guess there have been lots of birthdays and just different events for the kids and stuff like that going on. So it's felt busy, but for the most part, we've had a pretty chill summer so far. I will say that we've got a few things coming up that I'm really excited for. So for those of you who are Beyonce fans, we are going to see her concert in August. I am so excited for that. My wife and I live for Beyonce and her music and her vibe and just everything about the energy that she puts out there. And so we have been planning for the last couple of months what we're going to wear, how we're going to look, how it's going to feel, what we're going to do when we get to the city uh, in Atlanta and how we're just going to spend this fabulous weekend there and yeah, turn up for Beyonce. So I'm excited for that. And then uh, in September, we are going to Palm Springs for a week, uh, weekend, well, extended weekend, several days, not just, uh, not just the weekend, but not a full week. So totally excited for that. You know, California is my home state, and I am not from Southern California, which I think most people who aren't from California that I've met, when I tell them that's where I was born and raised, it's always, oh, are you from LA? 
know, folks, California is a huge state. It literally takes up like, what, three quarters of the West Coast as far as vertically. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's I am not from Southern California. I'm actually from Central California. So if you ever hear of anybody say that they are from the Central Valley in California, that is where I am from, which is... Um, which consists of a lot of cities, uh, small and fairly large, that most people have not heard of. If you look at a map of California and put your finger right in the middle of it, that's where I'm from. I'm from Turlock, and it's not really some. Uh, it's not really a place that many people have heard of. Um, if you know who Colin Kaepernick is, he was born and raised in Turlock. I actually know his family and um, grew up with his oldest brother. I will say that I'm kind of in the middle of Monterey and like uh, Santa Cruz, San Francisco and Sacramento. Fresno is about an hour and a half south. So it's kind of like the armpit of the Valley of California. I did spend a lot of time with my family and just throughout the years in Southern California. I love it down there. I'm not the biggest fan of LA. Sorry, not sorry. I much prefer the outlying cities, San Diego. I love San Diego. I would go to San Diego over LA in a heartbeat. I mean, if you want a certain kind of vibe and shopping and things like that, sure, go to LA. You know, it's Hollywood is there, Beverly Hills and that experience, but I much prefer the sandy beaches of San Diego and Venice Beach. And it's just much more my vibe. Plus, when I was little, my uncle lived in San Diego. So we used to drive down. We would pack up in our giant station wagon and drive down to San Diego and spend weekends with him. And he lived close to the beach and I just loved the vibe. So that is one of my favorite places in Southern California. But we are going to go to Palm Springs. It's in the desert. It is very hot yet glamorous. So I am excited for that. So yeah, we've got some things coming up. And then I'll be flying up to Oregon after that to help my daughter move into her apartment. It is her sophomore year at the University of Oregon. Go Ducks! So I'm excited to see her and just help her move into her first apartment and get that experience too. So lots coming up in the next couple of months, few weeks. And that is going to get me through to the end of the summertime. But let me tell you, let me tell you, I am counting down the days until fall. It is by far my most favorite season. And uh, for a lot of reasons, I'm not a huge pumpkin spice person, but I do like pumpkin spice lattes. I, side note, am a coffee connoisseur. I was a Starbucks barista for several years a long time ago and loved making coffee and kind of learned then the origin of coffee and how the coffee beans are made in places like South America and different places around the world. And I just started to develop a, a love for coffee. And now whenever my wife and I travel internationally, my most favorite thing is to find the best like cappuccino or latte I can find. So far, the best cappuccino I've ever, ever had was in Greece. We stayed in Ia Village in Santorini Island in Greece. And there was a small little coffee shop that had the best cappuccino and it was so creamy and frothy and they made it with milk and just a tiny bit of sugar. It really didn't need any other flavoring to it. So I do love to make coffee here 
at home, I have a Breville espresso machine and, um, every morning, well, most mornings, some mornings I just want a Starbucks coffee, but most mornings I get up and I make my latte, my iced brown sugar, oat milk, shake and espresso. I do make those at home. They're delicious by the way, ladies, if you want the recipe, hit me up. You're listening listening to the unspoken cycle with Leah Vaughn. Embrace your female within. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of The Unspoken Cycle, ladies. I am your host, Leah Vaughn, and we are talking toxic positivity, the unspoken opinion. I am someone who does admit that at one point in time in my life, I embraced toxic positivity. The name of my life coaching business is Live Resiliently Coaching, and I talk a lot about resilience and components of resilience keeping the faith and optimistic outlooks and things like that. And I think at one point, I didn't really understand the impact of an overly positive attitude. Like I've had people tell me, Leah, you're too optimistic, or you're too positive. It's not realistic. And I've had to step back and say, okay, you're right the answer to processing negative feelings, emotions, and situations isn't always just get through it, keep your head up, keep the faith, it'll get better, this too shall pass, you know, those kinds of things. So I've had to really look at my approach to positivity and optimism. Obviously, I don't think that there's anything wrong with having a positive attitude and an optimistic outlook. However, it can be something that's overbearing and that shadows over the feelings and emotions that we're meant to process in situations in our lives. So that's where positivity becomes toxic. Is there a definition for toxic positivity? Yes, my friends, there is. So according to betterhealth.com, toxic positivity is the pressure to only display positive emotions, suppressing any negative emotions, feelings, reactions, or experiences. So basically what it does is it invalidates our experience as human beings and it leads to trauma, isolation, and really unhealthy coping mechanisms. It teaches us to ignore the negative that comes up or the situation that we're facing and maybe the reality behind that situation and put on a happy face. That's something that is not healthy because we have to, number one, accept our circumstances for what they are and acknowledge that. And number two, feel the feels, right? So if we're always masking negativity and negative emotions with positivity, we're not really processing those feelings. We're just hiding them. Being an overly optimistic person harms people in a way that makes it really difficult for them to, number one, feel your unconditional support for what they're going through and for them to feel that they can share with you that they're going through difficult times or feeling difficult emotions. If you have a trait of toxic positivity, basically what you're doing is you're showing others that their feelings are dismissed or that you're ignoring them or that their feelings are invalidated. And I'm sure we don't want people to feel that way, but when we're somebody who has too much of an unrealistic positive outlook on life, then people aren't going to want to 
share and open up to us as friends or significant others or whatever else it may be, even as a professional, because they don't feel that it's a safe space to be vulnerable and transparent with those negative experiences or negative emotions that they're feeling and going through. If we're constantly hold your head up, turn your frown upside down, you can get through this. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, keep the faith, all of these different things that we say, dismiss how that person may really be feeling. And we're telling them, suck it up, buttercup, you'll be fine, which isn't fair to people who really need to process what they're going through. You know, so we want to make sure that we check ourselves when we become overly positive. And like I said, I'm definitely someone who's had to do that. You know, I have to be careful not to invalidate how my coaching clients are feeling. The majority of women that I work with come from a place of trauma and are in need of major healing. And it's not fair of me to say, yeah, you've been through whatever you've been through, but you're going to be fine. You've made it to the other side. You're alive. You've survived. Let's embrace that positive outlook on life. I mean, that's great and it's encouraging, but in the right appropriate doses for that person's situation. Also for ourselves, self-talk can be overly positive too. And we have to be careful not to minimize our own experiences and our own feelings. When we deflect from reality, we become kind of wonderstruck at this idea of this perfect life, that everything's going to always be okay, and that nothing is going to hurt, and nothing's going to be difficult. And even for me as a survivor, I have to be really careful because I've been through a lot of really hard shit, a lot of really difficult circumstances and situations that I've survived and overcome. And when I look back, I always tell myself, Leah, you've been through so much. You've overcome so much. You got through some really difficult times. You're strong. You have incredible willpower and just a will to survive, which is great. But it doesn't mean that every moment coming up in front of me in, in my life isn't going to be hard or with its own set of challenges and adversities that I'm going to have to overcome. So I need to be able to nurture myself and care for myself so that I know that when those difficult times come, yes, I can get through them. Yes, I have faith because I've survived really difficult shit before. But I'm also allowed to feel weak. I'm also allowed to feel scared and unsure and uncertain and all of the other things that may come up when I'm going through something, you know, so I don't want to take away my experience to process what I'm going through or how I'm feeling and truly be able to heal from it. It's not fair to me to deny myself that healing process. So examples of toxic positivity. Um, good vibes only, which is something that everybody says. Okay, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people use that term, use that phrase, me included, good vibes only, bring your positive vibes over here, leave your negative Nancy vibes over there, leave that pessimistic attitude somewhere else. I don't want to hear it. We're thinking happy thoughts. Good vibes only is great. 
but we don't want to push it onto people or push it out there so much that that's all we receive and that that's all we're acknowledging. Because guess what, ladies? Life isn't just good vibes. Life is a lot of different vibes. So let's encompass all the different vibes. But for the sake of encouraging a positive outlook in appropriate times in life, I do believe in good vibes. Also, everything happens for a reason. Let me tell you something. I don't know if you listen to my Fertility Fridays segments of this podcast, but I talk a lot about the struggles of fertility and infertility and conceiving and some of the most annoying, frustrating things that have been said to me through my process are, it'll all work out in God's time. Don't worry. Everything happens for a reason. Just be patient. And my thing is, I know it'll all work out. Duh. I know everything happens for a reason. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. We get that part. But what I don't want to hear when I'm going through a really challenging time and I'm having a hard time conceiving or creating life, which is extremely important and, and emotionally a passionate thing for me in my life and my wife, what I don't want to hear is everything happens for a reason. It'll all work out. If it hasn't happened yet, it's because it's not meant to yet, but it will. I just want to say, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? This is not the time or the place to minimize my disappointment and devastation in another failed cycle or another period that showed up when I was hoping it wouldn't. You know, that's not what I want. And that's really not encouraging to me in those moments. Actually, it kind of infuriates me. That's an example of the wrong place, wrong time for that kind of positivity. It's entirely possible to be encouraging to somebody in a way that doesn't invalidate how they're experiencing that moment. Stay Stay tuned. tuned for more empowering conversations on the Unspoken Cycle podcast. other examples of toxic positivity. Just keep smiling. Turn that frown upside down. Failure is not an option. We only succeed. It could be worse. Or just look on the bright side. You'll make it. Those are positive, encouraging statements. Yes. In some situations and moments, they are appropriate. Yes. However, They can also be very minimizing and they can also be very isolating to somebody who just may be having a really bad day. So one thing I think is important to keep in mind is, yes, there is a time and place for everything, including the way that we offer encouraging support to people in tough times. Alternatives of things that you can say to somebody without being overly positive for them in that moment is, it's okay to be upset right now. You're human. Feel the feels, girl. Let them know if you're offering support to somebody who's having a bad day, rather than throw a bunch of positivity in their face, let them know it's okay, number one, to feel how they're feeling. It's okay to be struggling with that moment. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be cry. It's okay to be angry and frustrated. All of those things are perfectly fine. Process it, girlfriend. Process it. You're human. Allow yourself to be that. Instead of everything happens for a reason, I'm sorry things aren't happening for you right now, but it's okay to feel how you feel about that. It's okay to feel sad about that. It's okay to feel the disappointment you're feeling. Again, validate 
what they're going through. If you're having a bad day, validate what you're going through. Yes, we know everything happens for a reason. And yes, we know it's okay right now to feel disappointed that it's not happened for the reason I want it to, or that it's not happened in the timeline that I had anticipated. Failure is not an option. Well, actually, it's not an option. It is a fact of life. We fail and we fail like majorly in life. Growth comes from failure. Learning and wisdom come from failure. If we did not fail, we would be perfect human beings. And I guarantee you, if we lived in a world full of perfect human beings, this would be the most boring fucking world we could live in. Failure is not an option. It's a reality. It's a fact. It's a part of life. And we have to take our failures and we have to learn from them. And we have to piece together how those different failures play into who we are. And we have to take the wisdom from those failures and we have to grow with them. That's what failure is. It could be worse. Obviously, it could be worse. I could not be breathing right now. That's how much worse it could be. Someone else may be going through something much more worse than what I'm feeling or going through today. I get that part, but I don't want to hear that. You know why? Because my experience today is making me feel bad. So how can you support someone instead of telling them it could be worse? Honestly, that's such a horrible thing to say anyways. It's just so tone deaf in my opinion, but offer that support. Ask questions. What can I do to support you through this right now? validate their experience, my friends. And then lastly, always look at the bright side. You'll get to the other side. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Again, we know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not to the end of the tunnel yet. Stop telling me there's a light when I don't even see it. I need to process what I'm processing so that I can believe that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. Let me at least feel this shit and figure out how I'm going to get through. Right now, the light is turned off. It's dim. How do we support those feelings? How do we acknowledge that they're there? Instead of it's going to be okay, it's okay to feel the feels. Instead of you're going to get through this, You have the right to feel how you're feeling right now. You have the right to embrace what you're going through right now. That's totally okay. Be human, girl. So we just have to be mindful of the situation and how we use our words. The way that we use our words is so incredibly important. If we're having a conversation with someone who's having a bad day or who's going through a really shitty time and they're leading the conversation with positivity, follow their lead. If they share with you that it's okay to be overly positive in that moment and that they want to hear it and that they need that kind of encouragement to kind of push them through their funk, then follow that. But if someone is not opening the door for that to be the way that they need support in that moment, don't do that. Follow their lead. Listen to their needs. Ask how you can be there. And for yourself, Don't tell yourself, suck it up, buttercup. Allow yourself to process what you're going through. Don't suppress those negative feelings and emotions. Guess what? They're still there. If you don't feel them and process them, they don't go away. They may temporarily be hidden, but they're not going to go away. And then guess what's going to happen? They're going to erupt like a volcano. 
And that is going to cause a lot of hurt and devastation for you and possibly for people close to you or around you. So don't shove your feelings away. Don't convince yourself that you don't need to feel the feels because you're going to be just fine. We know you're going to be fine. That's part of the process. But allow yourself to get through the motions until you're on the other end of okay. What is toxic versus realistic optimism? I just mentioned several examples of what toxic positivity, toxic optimism is. What's realistic optimism? We don't want to be so negative that we can't see that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. We don't want to embrace the darkness so much that we lose hope and faith. I will say this right now. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Once we lose hope, it gets scary, my friends. Hope holds us. Hope carries us. Hope allows us to be driven by strength we don't even know that we have in the moment so that we can continue on, that we can continue going. Once we lose hope and once we lose faith, those are the two most important things that get us through really hard, shitty situations. And when they're gone, then what? Then it's really scary. And it's really dark, and it can be really challenging to come back from that. How can we hold on to positivity and hope in a negative world without setting unrealistic expectations? Again, that's setting the bar too high. And for those of you listening who know me personally, you're probably like, what? Is this the Leah I know? She's always so positive. She never talks about negativity or negative, you know, outcomes or, or, you know, being realistic with the negative mindset. You know, I don't, but I am a realistic person and I do believe in making sure that we set ourselves up for emotional success. That means acknowledging and accepting the reality of our circumstances. That means assessing the nature of our situations. That means being real about possible outcomes. And that means accepting what can and can't be. That's where unrealistic hope comes into play. When we're overly positive, Sometimes we take away the reality of something. And sometimes we hope for things that cannot happen. And that's not fair. It's not fair to us. It's entirely possible to be a hopeful person and believe in good things for ourselves and for other people while also acknowledging that some things are not in our cards. So it's important to hold hope and faith and optimism in a place where it's tangible and realistic. If I lose my job today, I'm not going to bank on waking up tomorrow a multimillionaire. It's not going to happen. So all of my faith and hope in how I'm going to move forward financially if I lose my job or I lose my income or I lose my financial well-being isn't going to be invested in the hope 
that all of this money is going to flood into my life the next day and I'll be taken care of and I won't have to worry about anything. So unrealistic, obviously over-exaggerated, but so unrealistic. What do I hope for? I hope I find a new job. I hope I wake up the next morning with the will to go out and start over. Those are the things I hope for. That's my realism. My situation right now in trying to conceive with my wife. We've been doing this for several years. It's been an exhausting, emotionally grueling process, extremely difficult and challenging. I have hope we will succeed. I have hope we'll create life together. I have hope we'll have a baby and be able to raise a child together. But if two years from now we're still unsuccessful and there's something in in our life that's showing us this is not in your cards, I can't continue to hold on to unrealistic hope. I have to accept my circumstances for what they are and I have to shift my perspective of those circumstances. I have to be realistic. Now I am manifesting this baby into this world, ladies, let me tell you. So that is that to me right now is not my situation. But that is an example of how something very special and precious to us that we long for so deeply and yearn for so sincerely in our soul could not be our reality. We have to revise our level of hope in something that may not be. So we don't want to set ourselves up with unrealistic hope and unrealistic faith. And we don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we're devastated because we invested hope in the wrong thing. Join our private community of women at theunspokencycle.com. Embrace your female within. So we have to be mindful really to just be realistic about our circumstances. Positivity and optimism are great things in our lives. I like to be an optimistic person. I like to see my glass half full, not half empty. But I know that there's a time and a place for positivity and optimism. And when we're going through the motions of life, sometimes positivity and optimism is not appropriate in that time and place. Ignoring the negative things and ignoring the feelings and and the process of healing that we need to go through to get through those difficult times and emotions is so important. Toxic positivity suppresses that. It hides it. It masks it. We can't do that. Not allowing ourselves to feel the feels and not allowing ourselves to be a part of that important journey in our life doesn't do us any benefit. It does us a great disservice. And as a support system, it's so important to just be so careful of how we project our positivity and optimism onto people who need something different in that moment. Be mindful, ladies, of what your friends and family need from you. 
ask them, find out, don't assume that what they want to hear is everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. You got this. They probably already know that, but what they're feeling and going through isn't allowing them to embrace that in that moment. Be mindful of the kind of support system that you provide to somebody. It really should be unconditional and not on the condition that they have to agree that they're going to be just fine, that everything happens for a reason, that it's all going to work out and not to worry. There's a book called Keeping It Real in a World Obsessed with Being Happy by Whitney Goodman. You can also find her on Instagram at sitwithwit. That's S-I-T-W-I-T-H-W-H-I-T, sitwithwit. She's an inspiration when it comes to finding that balance between happy and sad and positive and negative in our lives. There is an air of overly positive individuals who seem to be obsessed with just being happy all the time, 24-7. And that can be really exhausting. Putting on a smile for everybody around us and even just for ourselves some days can be so emotionally taxing and draining if that's just not where we're at. So we have to allow ourselves the space to, to sit with where we're at in the moment. And that's okay. I absolutely recommend that you read this book. I think everybody can benefit from learning more about what toxic positivity looks like and how being an overly positive and overly optimistic person is actually damaging, not helpful. And ladies, I want to leave you with this note of encouragement for today. Life happens and life sucks sometimes. And sometimes it feels like life sucks every day. It's okay to feel like shit. It's okay to wonder why you deserve this. It's okay to question when it'll ever end. Allow yourself to be human. Don't put the pressure on yourself to just suck it up and get through it or to ignore the devastation that's going on all around you and put on a happy face and smile and convince yourself that you're okay. There are a lot of moments in life when we don't feel okay. That's perfectly fine and you're certainly entitled to that. So just remember that. Allow yourself to go through the motions. Allow yourself to feel the feels. And just know deep down on the flip side of that, you will be okay. You will get to the other side in your time as your healing and your processing allows. And also know in the moments of your greatest weakness is when you're the strongest please have faith in that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Unspoken Cycle podcast. If you have not yet, please like and subscribe. And don't forget, ladies, there's an amazing private community just for women at theunspokencycle.com. Join for free today. We are waiting there for you with open arms. Until next time, take care. 
Thank you for listening to The Unspoken Cycle with Leah Vaughn. Remember to embrace your female within and connect with our community at theunspokencycle.com. Until next time, take care.